This podcast was recorded from our weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here, and I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Amora, and she is a sound healer. So you might have heard about the concept of sound healing or maybe even attended a sound bath, but we're going to talk about why sound can be so powerful along the healing journey, what that pure frequency can do to our body. Amora is going to share her story of how she came into her gift of sound healing and the purpose that it's ignited within her. So let's get started. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share. And we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. Hello. Hi. How are you? I am well, thank well, you. How are you? Great. Okay, we have a little echo going. So hopefully if you're watching, it's not too confusing. I think the stream will catch up. Um, but if you're joining us live, welcome. Thank you for being here. Feel free to ask your questions along the way. Say hello in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. And first of all, just want to express gratitude to you, Amora, for taking the time out of your day to share your gifts with us. So... We start each of these episodes with a quick look at our guest birth chart, just to get aligned with the energy, get a feel for you. Let's dive into your birth chart and just get a feel for your energy. So Amora, why don't you just go ahead and mute yourself while I do this so we don't get the feedback as much. We'll see if that works. Um, but I'm just going to dive right in and take a look at your chart. I know you're a Pisces. You have already told me that. So Got a feel for your energy the first time we met, but you actually have a stellium in Pisces, which are three or more planets in the same sign. So if you look at your chart here, you can see you have your sun, Venus, North Node, and Mercury all in Pisces over here, splitting your 11th and 12th house. And this makes you very Piscean. Uh, all about other realms, exploring spirituality, how you speak is very spiritual, especially with your Venus and Pisces too. You're drawn to different spiritual modalities and healing. Pisces is the sign of healing as well. So even the words you speak, how you speak them with your Mercury and Pisces can be very healing and soothing. And you're probably attracted to those healing modalities as well. I love that this is splitting your 11th and 12th house because your sun and Venus being in the 12th house is very much about spirituality, endings, healing, closure. But your Mercury and North Node in the 11th house is about community. And so your ability to express yourself helps you find your people, find your community. And your North Node being in the 11th house is telling you that throughout this life, your purpose, your direction is to step more and more into a healing community and people who um, resonate with you and kind of embody that healing energy too. So we know you're very Pisces and that probably resonates with you as a Pisces. 
but you are in Aries rising. So if you read your horoscope, you might want to read an Aries horoscope rather than a Pisces horoscope because horoscopes tend to be based on our rising sign, which is really interesting. And Aries rising can make you come across as like very bold or out there at first. And then when people get to know you, it's like, oh, you have this nice calm energy. But at first it might be like coming on a little bit strong with that Aries rising. You have a Taurus moon, conjunct Mars, conjunct Jupiter. You have a triple conjunction in Taurus in your first house, which is so beautiful. With all that Pisces energy, it's very ethereal. You might even find your mind wandering, being a little out there, being so Pisces. But that Taurus moon, Mars, Jupiter gives you a grounded quality. And, um, you know, with your moon in Taurus, the moon is exalted in Taurus. Really, you need to have that comfort zone to retreat to, to be nurtured by. Uh, You're probably nurtured by, like, uh, sensuality, maybe comfy blankets, things like that with the moon in Taurus. And your Mars in Taurus conjunct your moon. Um... Mars conjunct the moon can make you a little impulsive. Like when you decide to do something, you're probably very like headstrong and determined with it being in Taurus, maybe even a little stubborn. Like once you decide you're doing something, you are doing it and no one is going to tell you otherwise. But with your Jupiter conjunct your moon and Mars, like that is such a beautiful quality. It's like it gives you an abundance of energy and with the with the moon being there too it's like your emotions and your actions are infused together and that brings you abundance with all of these planets kind of coupled together so when you take action it's probably backed by emotion and your emotions might be backed by action as well and then the other main uh area of your chart that's being activated is up here in your ninth and tenth house in capricorn so you have your saturn in capricorn which means you've already gone through your first saturn return and your saturn's in the ninth house so if i had to guess i would say sometime between 28 31 years old for you there was a career change or some sort of learning opportunity with it being in the ninth house that kind of shifted gears for you or opened things up for you in some sort of way. And Saturn can be really harsh, but Saturn likes to be in Capricorn. So the lessons you learned definitely helped you on the way to your expansion. And then you have Neptune conjunct your midheaven. So the midheaven is uh, the the cusp of the ninth and 10th house. And it's the highest point of visibility or success in our long-term goals in our career. And with Neptune being conjunct your midheaven, I think that is so beautiful for a career that has to do with sound healing or healing in some sort. Neptune is the planet that rules Pisces. It's very Piscean. And it's all about dreams and other realms and imagination. And so your ability to take people to those places in their own mind, to other realms, to higher frequencies is going to lead you to your highest point of success in your career. Now, what's interesting, though, because you're in Aries rising, is that your ruling planet is actually Mars and it's conjunct your moon. So I would say like really making sure that you're being true to your own emotions and true to yourself and nurturing yourself is key for you to feel aligned in this life. So let me know if you have any other questions. Those are kind of the major energies I'm seeing for you. You don't have a lot of conflict in your chart either, although all this Pisces energy does conflict a little bit with this Taurus energy. So sometimes it might feel like an internal external conflict for you, but it's not, you have a lot of harmony in your chart as well. So thank you. That was very beautiful because <laughs> I have never had my chart read before in like a lot of the stuff that you said, I don't understand, but um, I am available to receive. <laughs> uh, we can, we can go deeper at another time too, just you and I, but you know, I could talk about this for hours and I'm like, we got to get to your story. We've got to get to your stuff, but I always love to start with just a little snapshot of your energy because, I don't know, I just think it lets people get your vibe before we start getting into conversation, you know? <laughs> All right. So um, just want to quickly shout out our sponsor, Astro Charts. That's where I calculated your birth chart. You can get your own copy of a birth chart at thespiritualjournalist.com slash birth chart. It's in the description as well. And just thank you to them for making this conversation possible today. 
now that we have gotten the formalities out of the way, I want to get to know more about you. First of all, thank you for being here. Thank you for rolling with the punches today. And I would love to hear your first experience with sound healing. About 2018, um, my first sound bath was at a cacao ceremony. And um, uh, the guy, he was playing a 12-inch heart chakra bowl. And I thought that he was right there at my head. And he was, when I opened my eyes, I realized that he was on the other side of the room. And um, I was just like mind blown because I've never experienced anything like that before. And the mixture with the cacao and the, the singing bowl had me so open. My heart has never been open like that before. And um, yeah, it just... It really shifted things in me, and I feel like that's like when things really started to like uh, take off in my spiritual on my spiritual journey. Yeah, yeah. Had you so you hadn't really been super into spirituality before that? I know you have so much Pisces energy, so I'm sure there's part of you that's always been somewhat connected yeah. to God or religion or spirituality. Mm -hmm. But what did? your relationship with a higher power look like before sound healing? So before um, I was a Christian and um, so I prayed with the church, things like that. Um, but then um, I, I had left, um, I left Christianity and I began my journey of self-discovery and um, like growing up, like I was always, well, Let's be real. We've all had those times growing up, right? When we were not the peacemaker, but for the most part. <laughs> you know, most your moon is conjunct Mars. I'm like, there is some fire when you get emotional. <laughs> oh, it, was, it, was definitely, it was a lot of fire. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I was the one who was the peacemaker in the group, you know, like they want to go off and do all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, no, but let's think about this. <laughs> Yeah, you had the wisdom of your friend group. That totally yes. makes sense looking at your chart. Um, so what called you to a sound bath in the first place for your first experience? Well, um, I used to work in hospitality and there was a girl that um, that I met at the restaurant that was at the hotel there. And she told me that her godmom uh, she, she holds like these medicine ceremonies. And so at that time I was like, ayahuasca, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so I was like super interested. And, um, so she told me that she also does cacao. So I was like, you know what, let me just do the mild version and I'll just, you know, well, cacao is not even a comparison to ayahuasca, but you know, let me, let me just dip my toe in first. And, um, yeah, I started with cacao, and then uh, and then that's how I got introduced to sound healing. Well, it's <laughs> funny that you say that this happened in like 2018, 2019 for you, because I have a feeling this was literally your Saturn return. And then as you're saying this, oh, I am looking at your chart. I have to go back and look at the dates. Of course, I don't have like Saturn's dates off the top of my head. But your Saturn is actually conjunct your Neptune. And Neptune, again, is the planet of healing. It's a very creative energy. Like I would say if sound healing was ruled by a planet, it would definitely be Neptune. And it sounds like this happened really? right around the time your Saturn return was happening. Your Saturn being in the ninth house is all about learning, expansion. And so it's it's kind of wild that you just had this one experience that completely changed everything for you. Something else I love that you said is that this it was a download for you. This isn't something you decided like, hmm, maybe I'm interested. I'm going to go take a course, decide. It just kind of came to you. So what was that experience like? How did you know that this knowledge or wisdom was being downloaded into you? So it, so I, I felt the call to purchase the, my first eight inch heart chakra bowl in my chime. And then I added more to my collection. Um, in the beginning, I would like go out into nature and I would play for my tree friends and just the birds and things like that. And, um, I don't know, as I started to add more bowls, 
it was like, I just, I knew what to do. There wasn't, I didn't watch videos or anything. I just, I just knew what to do. I love that. I really do. Because I think that's something I can relate to with astrology. You know, I've had other astrologers be like, oh, did you take a course? How did you learn astrology? And for me, it's been very intuitive. And there have been a lot of little messages and clues along the way, like that just, it's like downloads or things just kind of click or I'm like, oh, this is what I need to learn about now. And so I can really appreciate that you were able to follow your intuition and listen to those nudges. How did you become so trusting in your own abilities? Did it? Did you face any um, resistance along the way? Like, oh, do I know enough or should I do this? Or was it always just a flow for you? I feel like it's always just been a flow for me. Um, more than anything, it's been kind of like I'm... I'm nervous, you know, because I don't know, it's since I've started sound healing, like all of these magical opportunities have presented themselves. I met so many amazing people and it was almost like, Emma, do I deserve to be here? And it's like, yes, I do. Yes. You know, they say that when you fully step into your purpose, your dharma, different cultures, religions say everything just flows naturally. And it just yes. being you and how you interact with people and even the events you do or the, the gatherings you hold, it really does seem, this is of course from an outsider's perspective, it does seem like everything has just flowed really nicely for you in learning this healing modality. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for being in the flow because for so many years of my life I I fought against the current and when you fight against the current it's you're going to water's all in your face and you might be you might get a little water in your nose and all this stuff and it's like no, just go with the flow. And at my events like I'm all for being in the flow and I like for people to come and for them to feel welcome and like you are a part of a community. Absolutely. I think that's so mm -hmm. important because I think with sound healing too, so much of the power of it is the energy of the person mm -hmm. performing the sound healing or facilitating the sound healing. And that's why I just knew once I met you and received a sound healing from you, I was like, oh, she has such a beautiful energy. And it wasn't just me. Uh, you know, you did the sound healing, the sound bath for our first ever goddess night out in Sacramento. And so much gratitude to you for that. And every single woman who received the sound bath after was like saying things like, I had these visuals or that was like a really powerful sound healing for me. And I've, I've been to other sound baths and I've never heard feedback like that before. Um, myself personally, while I, I wasn't even fully present because I you know, was taking video and kind of coming in and out of the sound bath, facilitating the event, you know. But the times I was tuned in, it felt like I had ancestors like standing over me and like looking down on me. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, I've never experienced that before. So have you gotten a lot of feedback like that after sound healing ceremonies and sound baths you've done? Yes. So a lot of people, one, they say it feels like a psychedelic experience. And for you to have a psychedelic experience from singing bowls is powerful. And mm -hmm. visuals, a lot of people, they see colors. Um, some people say that like that they that their body like hurt in a certain area and they felt like uh, by the end of the sound bath, the pain was gone or they can literally feel the energy moving in their body. Yeah. Sound healing is so powerful and it's not it's not something that you realize that you need. And I say need because it is so beneficial to the mind, body and the spirit. But you have to allow yourself the opportunity to experience it. I feel like we are we are so into like making sure that we have like our coffee or our tea or you know fast food, and it's like, but what about what about your mental health? 
you know, what about your, your wellness? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's Aisha said, I didn't imagine it to be as healing as it was. And her first one was with you. <laughs> and I think it's kind of like psychedelics, right? It's like set and setting is a really big factor of it. Um, because, you know, I've had other sound baths where I've been like sitting and I'm like, man, this doesn't really do as much as laying down for me. And I love how you also encouraged everybody to put their heads uh, towards the sound bowls mm -hmm. and to lay down to be able to fully receive. I really feel like you are great at creating that setting and getting people into a space of receiving rather than just like showing up and playing. Like it feels to me like you really try to curate an entire experience. Mm -hmm. So one of my goals is to create dope experiences for people. So you guys stay tuned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is just the beginning. You are like rising fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um. So we talked about how healing sound can be from mind, body, and spirit. Let's talk about that a little bit more. What does the sound frequency actually do to our body and our mind while we're receiving it? So. The sound helps you to relax and those things that, so there is trauma that's stored in the body and many times we don't even know how to release those things. And so the sound, I like to think of sound healing, like two things, like a spiritual massage and then also like a therapy session. Spiritual massage is because you literally feel the vibrations massaging your body, your 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 spirit, and then also um, like a therapy session because. Um, but although it's like I'm not coming in and I'm asking you, well, what's wrong? Let's talk about this. It is it's it's me being an instrument, and then you are doing all of the work within I yourself. And it's interesting because it doesn't really take a whole lot to experience the mm -hmm. healing benefits. Really, I think the only thing you have to be willing to do is to receive and be open and be in a state of, of trust, right? And that's why I keep coming back to like the facilitator of the sound bath is so important because you have to be willing to trust in them and feel open to them. And you just have such... A beautiful energy, like a very safe energy to you. And Thank I think you. that's that's why so many people have these profound things to say after their sound healings. Now I want to backtrack a little bit because we talked about the fire, fighting against the flow a little bit before <laughs> you discovered sound healing. And I'm like, who was Amora before she was a healer? I know you said you worked in the Ooh. hospitality industry, but <laughs> I would love to hear like about your upbringing and your life and maybe some of the things that sound healing has helped you work through in your journey. Uh, so let's see. Upbringing. I'm here from Sacramento. Um, I grew up in Del Paso Heights. In junior high school, I was not the peacemaker. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, wasn't a peacemaker in junior high school. Um, high school, I started to, you know, get a little better. And then I, uh, I got into hospitality. Yeah, I got into hospitality um, because I'm a server at heart. Um, I love to serve like, and also I am a recovering people pleaser because also with being in service, it also is uh, going to please people. And um, but I, I have recovered from that. And um, yeah, let me see. Give me just a moment here. <laughs> um, yeah, so I worked in hospitality for some time. I also worked in caregiving, also um, being a server at heart. And um, I really loved caregiving because um, I feel that I'm an old soul. And so I really, I was really attracted to older people because they have so much knowledge and wisdom. And I would feel like, I would feel like, well, why should I have friends that are my age? They can't teach me anything. They're going through the same stuff that I'm going through. And it, it literally wasn't until I turned, was it? 
I wasn't until I turned 30 was when I finally said, oh, I can have friends that are my age because I can teach them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like even like in the workplace. Um, oh, yeah. So then I was hospitality and then I then I switched over to cannabis, which I loved working in cannabis. And I love absolutely love uh, what what cannabis does, like how it is that healing medicine for so many. Um, but then it just it just wasn't in alignment with my purpose. And um, so I left. And now I am working for a nonprofit that is made by light and water. And um, I am finally in alignment with my purpose to where I am helping people heal. I'm helping people grow, helping them to expand. And yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I most definitely appreciate the journey because it has not been an easy one. But um, one thing and what one thing that I loved about Goddess Night Out, you had a board in the room and it says, what is one thing that you love about yourself? And I put that I never give up. I do. I never give up on myself and I always find my way home, no matter how how difficult things get. I always find my way home. And yeah, that's what I love about myself. I know you didn't ask that. I'm going to share that. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you shared that. I think it's so funny, too, that it's, you say when you turned 30, you started to feel like you could hang out with people your own age because in astrology, our Saturn return, 30 is when you officially become an adult. So you probably what? were like, yeah, you probably were like, no, all of these people don't have enough wisdom, especially so much Pisces energy. It's like that mm. wise old soul energy. So you're like, nobody can keep up with me. And then yeah, you know, kind of fell into your own. Yeah, that's so mm -hmm. funny. So much alignment with your chart. So how do you do you, do you start doing sound healings just for yourself too? Do you do you incorporate that into your practice? You talked a lot about being a people pleaser. Did that mm -hmm. kind of help you learn how to take care of yourself first? Well, hmm. Well, my self-love journey didn't start until to where I was depleted. And I actually, that actually happened to me last year. So I guess I was people pleasing last year too. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I gave so much and to where I had to like, I had to take a break. Spirit was like, you need to stop. And I was like, but no, because I felt like, I had to, like, I have this gift, this gift and I have to share it with the world. And it's like, who am I if I'm not a sound healer, you know? So, um, but yeah, sound, sound healing did most definitely help me to give to myself. Um, because when I first began sound healing, I actually, it was me just once again, just giving, giving, giving. But then in the process of that, I learned to give to myself because it was like, how could I, I, I can do these amazing sound baths for other people, right? But then when it came to me, it was like, I don't even know how to play that way, you know? So I had to teach myself. Now I had to teach myself that. I didn't have to teach myself how to do sound healing. That is so wild. It's, it's kind of incredible how these gifts that come to us can like continually just keep teaching us things. Do you find that like the more you dive into sound healing, the more you learn about yourself and about sound and just healing in general? Yes. Yes, like sound sound is just all encompassing, you know? And there's so much that you can do with it. And I feel like people really don't understand how healing sound healing really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I know it's something you want to like learn more about. I think that's the other thing. Oh, yeah. You start finding a gift or finding a passion. It's like this insatiable desire to keep falling down the rabbit hole and learn as yes. much as you possibly can. How did you, did you, do you think sound healing helped you learn to trust your intuition too? Because, okay. you know, when you're playing, kind of reading energy, things like that. Yes. Um, yes. So like when I, when I play the bowls, 
it's all intuition. And it's, I, I am in a meditative state. And so it's not just me thinking, because I can't, I can't think and do it. Wow. Incredible. So, you know, as you're diving deeper into your intuition and, you know, actually on that note, it's funny because we talked a little bit about like not going the traditional route of maybe taking a course or like, you know, going through a program. But one of my friends who has studied not specifically sound healing, but just sound in general, I was talking to her about it and she was like, well, there is no like note that directly corresponds to a body part. Like if anybody tries to teach you that, they they really don't know what they're talking about. A lot of it is just like intuitive, right? And so I think in this society, when we're taught like there needs to be structure and there needs to be rules and we have to learn things in like this traditional way and pay for the course, it's honestly so refreshing to me at least when I see people who intuitively find these gifts and like, and it is kind of dropped in from source, you know, um, because something that you did in the sound healing, which I really loved is you incorporated a lot of visualization into it, like visualize a root going into the earth from your root chakra and like kind of playing the bowls in ascending order in a way to like come up the chakras. But like no one taught you to do that, right? You just did it. You just, it came to you. I just, I do it and then it, and the, the feedback is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm curious that you've gone into sound healing. You have created this, um, this following and this community for yourself. How has it impacted other parts of your life? Ooh, so I would say that it has most definitely helped with my relationship with my mom. Um, we were not close and um, she would come to the sound. Well, actually, so uh, the, her first sound bath that she experienced um, was in Camino, California. I have a friend who has a bed and breakfast. It's her Mosa house. And so I did a sound bath there. Yes. Amazing. I'll tell you about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mm -hmm. and um I did a sound bath for the girls there and my mom said that when she when she first came um she had like a pinched nerve in her neck and by the by the end of the sound bath it was gone and so you know so she has that experience then she would come to a different like like she came to some community healings and for her to be able to experience that it has also opened up the door for her to begin her journey of healing and it has brought it has brought my family together um my sisters um, we were not that close. And I feel that as I've been incorporating sound healing into my life and into the community and then my family, they see what I'm doing. They want to be a part of it. Oh, I just got full body chills. It's <laughs> truly like such a magnetic thing mm -hmm. when you step into your purpose, you know, and it doesn't require us telling family members, you should check this out. You should try this. It's just a magnetic force. You know, I, I feel similarly about my experience with astrology. Like I'm not here to convince anybody, you know, I'm not trying to tell you what to believe or I just like to drop little nuggets in. And if it resonates, it resonates. And I remember the first time my dad was like, you know, there's something you said about the moon. Of course, he's a cancer ruled by the moon. Um, he's like, there's something you said about the moon. Like if the moon controls the earth's tides, and we are 70% water. Like, of course the moon would affect us. And he just said that in passing conversation. And I was like, yeah, you get it. Right. You know? Oh, you know what? And even, even one time my mom, she says, the universe does all things for a reason. I said, what? Did, I said, where did that even come from? We're, make, we're making an impact. Right? Oh, oh, I love that. And you said you grew up Christian too. Was there any sort of resistance at any point with your family being like, what's all this woo-woo oh, stuff that Amora yes. is doing? <laughs> yes. My sister, one of my sisters, she says, 
She said, I saw you with those bowls and you were meditating and you had my son, Joe. She said, you had Joe playing these bowls and meditating. She said, I thought that you were going crazy. I literally thought you were going crazy. Yep. And um, but now um, because my sister, uh, she was cancer free, but I just talked to her today and the cancer came back. And so she's now seeing a holistic doctor and she says, well, the holistic doctor said that um, sound healing helps. And I said, well, you know, I got you there. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. But um, my family was not like super like acceptable of it at first. But, um, you know, as they, they they started to see like what I was doing in the community, you know, and they don't think that I'm crazy anymore. <laughs> They experienced it and they felt it because it really, if you've never yeah. had a sound healing, find one in your community, wherever you're mm -hmm. watching, there are probably free ones or donation based sound healings that you can attend. And it's, I think it's just something you have to experience firsthand. And even the first one you go to mm -hmm. might not be this like psychedelic experience, but What's really striking, at least in my experience, is that you can actually feel the resonance of the sound in your body, in different parts of your body. It's almost like the sound touches where it needs to touch in you. You know, it's very intuitive. And when we talk about spirituality, sound is energy, right? It's like an energetic exchange between all of the vibration happening in our body and the vibrational frequencies that you're putting out through the sound bowls or the chimes. So I feel like it is something people have to almost experience firsthand to fully get it. Yes. Now, how old is your son? He is eight. He's eight and he already is playing bowls. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's times when I would go to, um, I would go to the park and I'll just like play my bowls and, um, then all the kids are interested. And then so he'll come and he'll like show the kids how to play. And yeah, it's so cute. Yep. And he's and then he, he'll even like talk to the adults and he'll say, so how did that make you feel? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have this vision that he because because he knows how to do really good meditation. So he is going to do the meditation and I'm going to do the sound healing. We're going to travel the world. Ashe. I, I, I want to cry right now. Like, this is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And it makes me so happy because, you know, I think it's more, I don't want to say acceptable, but just subconsciously natural for us to, like, introduce young girls to spirituality or, you know, the crystals or it, it feels like a very feminine movement that's happening right now. And I'm all for that. I'm all for women leading the way in spirituality and raising consciousness on earth. But it makes me so happy to see young boys stepping into their power in this way. And, you know, I feel like opening yourself spiritually is also aligning with both your masculine and feminine energies and him like feeling called to tell people about it and getting excited about it. What does that, what's that experience like for you as a mom? So when it first happened, um, I, cause I used to do these, uh, these live live streams, like, uh, I think like one Saturday a month or something. And, uh, we were at a park and these, all these people came around. And so he's talking to the lady and he's like, so how does that make you feel inside of your body? And I was just like, oh my goodness, like this young man who is like my biggest supporter, you know? And it's like, although like I didn't have that space and time in that moment to talk with them and like ask them, he is, he already knows what to do. I, I, he, it, it feels like he's like a 50 year old man. I'm pretty sure he was my grandfather in the past life. I'm almost positive. Yeah. That's amazing. I love April said, I love Joe. His spirit is amazing. Oh, thank you. Uh, April. Thank you all it's, so much. <laughs> it's honestly like getting kids into spirituality at this age. It makes me so hopeful for the future of the earth and the future of humanity, seeing how many moms are creating spiritual businesses or lifestyles 
and leading their kids into the same place. I think it's so, so powerful and like a huge answer to a lot of problems that we currently see in the world. Um, I want to talk to you about the community sound healings too, because I've never uh, experienced multiple healers playing at the same time. How did you get involved in that? And how is it different than maybe just a traditional sound bath performed by one person? So um, the sound baths performed by one person, um, you know, it's just like a traditional, I guess, a traditional sound bath. Um, so, of course, you know, you're going to be feeling all the frequencies, maybe in the frequencies and all that. But then when you have. OK, so the Ascension Sound Journey. So that's what my tribe and I um, have created and the Ascension Sound Journeys. Um, it is about five, five to seven sound healers. And um, there's many bowls, rain stick drum, drums, chimes, uh, gongs, everything. And it's like, it's like a sound orchestra. And the sound orchestra, um, I got that idea from uh, from my friend um, DDA, who is the founder of uh, Light and Water, the organization. And um, yeah, so I first experienced that with him. Um, but last year, my son gave me the idea. Uh, he gave me the idea to host a super mega sound bath. And then my partner gave me the idea for the date, which was 222. And um, we did it. And so now we're on Ascension Sound Journeys. Um, what we're focused on right now is the inner child. Um, and then we also host community healings. And so the community healings, um, it's usually about two to three sound healers there with bowls. Um, we have different, uh, there may be like some Reiki, things like that, that are, um, that are included, um, yeah, it's a it's a really beautiful experience and the community healings are just growing bigger and bigger each time. And it is so beautiful because it's a free event for our community to come together collectively to heal. I love that you offer all of these free events, too, yes. um, because it really does, you know, support this mission of service to other people and it feels like you are creating this like you said your community is growing but you're creating this network of people um, of, of powerful people in the sacramento area and i'm i'm wondering you know as part of goddess night out how we met our goal is to connect a lot of women in the sacramento area and it really does feel like there are different spiritual communities, at least in our region, and I'm sure this is true of other cities as well. And it's like almost like they're segregated. Like there's pockets of like little spiritual posses, and they don't yes, necessarily right, and they don't necessarily talk to each other. And that's something I noticed. Is, and I, yeah, yeah, you're you're totally right. Like I feel that there are people in the community that are like kind of like clicky, you know. And so the so the community that that I have built that we have built has it, it we we welcome all. There's no there's no clicky. I want everybody to come and to feel comfortable for them to feel at home, to feel like I'm hanging out with my family because there were things that I have been to along my spiritual journey to where I didn't feel like that, you know, and I want I don't want anybody to feel like that. So just know that when you come, it's it's all love, open heart. And yeah, and I don't want any of us to be segregated. Like the the magic and the power, how powerful that would be if we all came together collectively. Oh, my goodness. Like I have this vision of love, like healer, healer of the healers. And we just all heal together. Mm -hmm. That's what has to happen eventually, right? I had a great conversation mm -hmm. with one of our mutual friends, Reva, a couple months ago, all about mm -hmm. 
diversity, representation in spirituality. And, you know, there's so many people waking up right now. And there's so much talk about love and light and sound healing and astrology and all of these things. But if we're only going to experience these modalities with people who look like us or who we already know, that's not oneness, right? That's not creating the network that we all talk about. Like we have to be willing to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations, make those connections, feel a little awkward the first time, go by ourselves to a a sound gathering, like be willing to make those new connections. And I think as humans, sometimes we get so stuck in our own mind and in our own ego. And honestly, sound baths, I feel like are the perfect way to like break those barriers because everybody is collectively just having the same experience Mm -hmm. of sound. There is no color. There is no, you know, it's just all of us experiencing the same energy. But yeah, you're, you're so right because I've heard a lot of times people say, Oh, well, you know, there's not a lot of people in the community that looks like us. And it's not, it's not like they're, there is not a spiritual melanated uh, community in Sacramento. And so that's what we are creating. And I feel like it's not, it's not division, you know, but there is a space and a time for community healing to where all are, to where all come together. There is a space and time for melanated people to be together. And I say that because a lot of things that we have experienced, a lot of other people have not experienced. So having those spaces to where we could be raw, real, and uncut because some things that we may say may offend other people. And so it's it's nice to have those spaces. Absolutely. I It makes me so happy that you are creating that space, you know, because I'll be honest, I grew up in Sacramento and I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in Fair Oaks, you know, and I didn't even know like Del Paso Heights, South Sacramento, all of these really beautiful Mm -hmm. cultural pockets Mm -hmm. of the area. I never went to them. I didn't know they existed. It wasn't until I started working in local news and traveling to all these different parts of the city for different cultural events that I was like, wow, I have been so like living in a bubble my whole life, you know, and it really feels like Sacramento as a community is still segregated in a lot of ways, like not even like the neighborhoods as much they are, but the communities, right? It's like, it feels like we're not connecting. And I really hope that through these conversations, through sound healings, through collaborating with each other and bringing each other's communities together, we can change that because we all have so much to offer and and share with each other. Mm -hmm. And all of our experiences are so important to hear about and learn about. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's exactly like why we do the community healings because it's for the community. Anyone can come. And then also taking those community healings, not just to like McKinley Park, but taking that to South Sacramento and to Del Paso Heights and things like that into those um, into those neighborhoods to where, you know, people don't necessarily want to go because of it's the hood. Right. And honestly, you know, some of these neighborhoods that you're talking about that people don't want to go to, there's so much healing potential there. There's yes. so much healing that needs yes. to be done. There's a lot yes. of impoverished parts of our city that, and you know, I'm just speaking from going and experiencing this. I've, I've never lived there. I'm just experiencing it through news yeah. and as an outsider, but it feels like there's so much potential for people to heal from generational trauma, from generational poverty. And I'm sure some yes. of these people have never even seen a sound bowl or know what that's all about, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, most definitely true. And um, I remember when I first, when I did my first uh, pop-up uh, sound healing at McKinley Park, there was um, this melanated family that were, they were leaving and this little girl, she looked at me like, you know how when a child, like you're growing up, right? And you see a ballerina and you're like, oh my goodness, I want to be a ballerina. Like, you know, the little girl looked at me like that, like, oh my goodness. And that's, that's how I felt, you know? And so it's like, 
seeing seeing people seeing people that look like you you know and you are and you are you know making a difference in the world you know and that encourages that little girl to say oh you know what i can do that too you know mm-hmm yeah, she probably thought you were the most beautiful being on the planet playing these amazing sound bowls. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That is, it's so powerful. Even those small interactions, like you could have just changed the entire trajectory of that little girl's life in that one moment, you know? Yeah, the kids, when they see me, they're like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like it will, they will stop dead in their tracks. Oh my goodness, it's beautiful. That's incredible. You know, I want to ask you, I know you you um, talk about the goddess a lot on social media and you go by goddess of light. Where did that come from? That came from Papa Ra, the sun. <laughs> I was, um, so the park that I would go to to, um, to play uh, for my tree friends, um, I was out on the trail one day and I was having a conversation with the sun, Papa Ra. I call him Papa Ra. And every rising, I say, Grand Rising, Papa Ra. <laughs> and um, within that conversation, I'll add us a light. And then, like, a month later or something, I had another conversation with him. And then that was given to me again. And so I said, well, I am a child of the sun. <laughs> and so I'm the goddess of light. Yeah, I love that so much. I think that's such a beautiful, you know, for me, be the light was the mantra that came to me in my darkest Mm -hmm. times and carried me through. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I literally put it on my wall, you know, it's kind of what I live by. But having something like that to return to and remember your purpose, how does that help you? You know, we would love everything to be love and light all the time. We would love to always be in the flow and always be, you know, feeling great. But we're human still. So how does that title or mantra help you when you're not feeling like the goddess of light? So my mantra is, I love, I heal. And that was given to me during COVID when like the world, like the first day of the world officially like shut down. So that, that mantra is what really brings me back home. I love because I know that I am love at my core and I heal because I'm healing through whatever it is that I'm going through. Yeah. There's a level of humility. I think that you also bring that I can just sense in your energy. Like you're not better than anyone. You don't have all these skills that you're ready to like show off. You are in it with us when you are creating a sound healing. So there's a lot of people, like when they meet me, they say, oh my goodness, you're so beautiful. Your light is so bright. And then I say, I say, I am simply but a mirror of you. The light within me honors the light within you. That's what it is. I don't want people to look at me like I am their guru. I want to simply give people tools to put in their toolbox so that they can do the healing for themselves. Because that's what it is. A lot of people will, let me just speak on my own experience. In the beginning of my journey, I would always look for someone else to heal me, look for someone else to do for me. And it was like, no, I had to learn to trust myself. So in in the midst of that, you know, you know, the dark end of the soul. Oh, yeah. I am familiar. (laughs) so um, so it was like all my friends had left me and it was a real dark night of the soul and um but that that is it raining outside it's raining oh my goodness it might be yeah raining wow (laughs) that's random but um dark night of the soul (laughs) coming in hot (laughs) Right, good coming in hot. Right, but um, yes, that that had taught me to learn to trust myself 
I've really learned how to trust myself. And um, I lost my train of thought because the rain. <laughs> That's all right. Just, um, you know, I honestly lost your train of thought too, but I really feel like self-trust it's interesting. I always reflect on the chart, on the astrology chart, you know, when I'm, when I'm interacting with someone and I know their chart. And Pisces energy is all about the other, right? We're always thinking, Pisces energy is always thinking about the other, taking on other people's energy, very enmeshed, like lack of boundaries. But I really think it's beautiful that you yes. have this triple conjunction in Taurus in your first house. And your moon, Jupiter, Mars conjunction really feels like that self-trust and that ability to really believe in yourself and trust your own emotions and trust even your anger with Mars being right there. Like trust that that's serving you or that that's not serving you, learning to listen to it, you know, and you can just tell, <laughs> like I, I, like I said, I just felt your energy and I'm like, this is someone who has gone through some shit, done some inner work and is on the other side of it and like on her own ascension journey. And I, it's just, I think people say that you're such a light and you're so beautiful because there's a relatability to you, you know, like, I'm like, you are me. Like we've been through a similar dark night of the soul. We've kind of, you know, yes. I feel that with you. I most definitely don't 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 look at myself as being like higher than anyone, anyone at all. I've um, I've actually been like really like honing in on how we are all one. And the other day I was in meditation. I was like having like this conversation with my spirit. And I was I was saying um, I said, so if we are all one, we're all one. And if I am a spirit having a human experience when we talk about surrender i'm not surrendering to something outside of me i am simply surrendering to my higher self my spirit or my heart mm, so powerful so powerful and and you know kind of circling back to what we were talking about with the need for our communities to come together the need for us to share space and share experiences if we are all one your trauma is my trauma i'm just maybe not willing to acknowledge it right yeah like maybe it's something that i haven't been able to see until i come into contact with you and you share your experience because ultimately that's part of the collective human experience right now and people who are denying it and not being willing to get on board with certain teachings or learnings or information are just denying that within themselves you know mm -hmm. i mean we could talk we could go down a deep rabbit hole with that but that's another conversation <laughs> for another day is there anything else you want? Is there anything else you want to touch on specifically about sound healing and your journey into sound healing before we close this out? Um, I would like to say that I really appreciate the community that supports me um, because without the community, like I, I would be nothing. You know, um, I wouldn't be able to fully make the impact because every person, every person who comes and allows, they allow themselves to experience it. And then it gets around word of mouth. You know, like I, I really, really appreciate that. I appreciate the love, the support, and just all of the healers who are uh, so willing to share their gift. There's so many healers and I, I appreciate my tribe. I appreciate the community. Yeah. So beautiful. Okay. I like to close out all of these live streams with a card pull, an Oracle card pull. So I just bought this deck over the weekend. I've only pulled from it once before. So new fresh deck, but while I'm getting this all shuffled and everything, I would love for you to share about any upcoming offerings, services, anything like that you have going on. So let me pull up your Instagram feed here so people can see where to follow you, see what you're all about. And yeah, just feel free to share what's coming up for you right now. 
Yeah, so um, on the 28th, we are going to be hosting a community healing, um, which is free for the community. So please bring your children um, and friends, bring an open heart and uh, come out and receive. Um, I also do um, private sessions. I do um, family healing sessions. I do release ceremonies, manifestation sessions, um, yeah, uh, energy clearing, and um, I'm also uh, starting to offer a um, a new nature uh, nature session. Um, so that will be that will be included uh, sound bath, Reiki, um, some soul watering, and a little bit of other things. So, yeah. What's the best way? Yeah, DM. Okay, I was gonna say, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, yep. Just go ahead and DM me, and um, if you did want to like book any um, any event, book me for any events or anything, um, my manager is um, Lauren at uh, Low Key Three Seven Three Zero. So yeah, I'm easily accessible. You have a manager. <laughs> you are making your way in the world. Just like superstar status over here. <laughs> when you said making your way, it made me think about making my way downtown, walking fast. <laughs> yes. Love that. Okay. Let's pull your cards. Here we go. What do we need to know to close out this conversation about sound healing? Ooh, card number 44. And it says, what? Yeah, yeah. Is that your lucky number? <laughs> well, 144 is my number, but 44 is my thing too now. Well, what? look at that. And it's the Master of the Dance card. So yes. let's see. And it's the last card in the deck. Very Ooh, on point yes. for all of your Pisces energy. Last sign of the zodiac. All right, here we go. Master the dance. On the surface, it seems the world inside and outside of you is filled with movement, color, form, and noise. But tune in even deeper and you will perceive the eternal silent stillness behind all appearances and manifestations. Now is a time to enter fully into the stillness and to come into a state of complete and single-minded presence. This is what it means to master the dance. The time is right to gain greater mastery in a discipline, an art, career path, or other area, or to step into greater self-mastery regarding your entire life experience. Whatever dance you are being called to master, set the clear intention to do so and commit to devotional, dedicated daily practice. Spiritual practices such as meditation, prayer, and spending quiet, solitary time in nature will also support you in attaining new wisdom, expertise, and personal power. You are a full-spectrum being. You embody archetypal polarities such as dark and light, lunar and solar, feminine and masculine, and intuitive and rational. When you honor and unite these energies within your being, there will be balance. You will connect with your wholeness, live your power, and feel at home in the world. Choose to harmonize and calibrate the energies within and around you, and then fearlessly face and embrace all that is happening in your mind, body, spirit, relationships, environment, and life. Once you do this, you will activate your full potential and become the captain of your fate. This moment is a sacred opportunity to learn to anchor your consciousness in the still, silent center of all that is. Once you do so, you will master the dance, come into harmonious alignment with truth, and establish unshakable inner peace. That is super on point. You're always on point. Every time I watch your channel, you're always on point. Let me just... Express my gratitude for that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm just reading the energy. It's coming through me. I'm not I'm not predicting anything. So I, I'm so grateful it resonates with you truly. And I love that card too, because it talked a lot about the stillness and like integrating and finding balance. And I think that sound healing for people can be an entry point into a meditative space or finding that stillness within yourself. 
And also, um, I found it very interesting that they were talking about um, they were talking about the balance of the sun and the moon. And I'm heavily like connected to the sun and the moon and then the light and the dark. And so when I when I when I had my first um, psychedelic experience, um, like I used to be like really afraid of the dark. And in that experience, it was it was like the darkness was like trying to overpower and then the light came and then the darkness and then the light. And then the light just overpowered it. And in that moment, I realized that I am the dark and the light. Ugh, like everything <laughs> you say gives me full body chills. I don't know why. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that, that is a beautiful place to end our conversation today. Mm-hmm. We all have the light and dark within us. And both are very useful and very powerful. Yes. Just don't want to get too lost in either one, right? Yeah, yeah, because life is not all rainbows and butterflies. It can't always be love and light all the time. There needs to be balance because you are going to have those times to where you go through the dark night of the soul and you're not going to be all love and light, you know? So give yourself grace and allow yourself to flow. And the darkness is the womb of creation, right? A great thing to think about in Mercury retrograde. If things feel a little awry, if your tech is glitching like ours did at the beginning of this, sometimes beautiful creations are born out of darkness. So mm-hmm. I think that resonates for both of us in our journeys. We had to go through the darkness to get to the light. Yes. Absolutely. Lots of it. <laughs> <laughs> a, totally a lot of darkness. <laughs> Well, we'll uh, exchange war stories some other time. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing your light, all of your ideas today. I really appreciate you, um, and I I can't wait to keep connecting with you and get to know you even better. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who joined us, who shared their love for Amora and for sound healing in the comments. Love to see you all here. We will be back next week with another episode all about Saturn returns. So if you're interested to learn about Saturn returns, join us next Tuesday at 11, 11 a.m. I'll be back tomorrow and the rest of the week with transits today every morning to talk about the astrology forecast. So lots of ways to continue interacting and connecting. But wherever you are and whenever I see you next, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Transits Today, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Head over to The Spiritual Shop on our website and buy yourself a little something. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.